Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hi, everyone. Calvin James is back today to talk about the second book in his children's series, Christmas Sunrise. Calvin is a truly gifted storyteller, and I'm so excited to share our conversation with you. But before we get started, here is the inside scoop on the author. Calvin James was promoted to dad in 2017. After the birth of his son, he tried to think of ways to educate him about life and the ever-changing world. Out of this desire, his company, Calvin James Creates, was born. The mission statement of Calvin James Creates is to share children's stories, novels, and music that promote the values of truth, kindness, friendship, love, and hope. His first book, The Colored Water Fountain, was released in December 2021. The second book in his children's book series, Christmas Sunrise, will be released in December 2022. To learn more about Calvin James and his work, visit calvinjamescreates.com. Well, hi, Calvin. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. All right, thank you for having me again, Sherry. I was so excited when I heard your second book was out. Tell us a little bit about Christmas Sunrise. So the funny thing about this book, I actually kind of forgot that I wrote it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd written my like series of children's books, and I was about to begin work with my illustrator on another one. I was like, oh, wait, I forgot about that Christmas Sunrise, man. <laughs> so so I, I called her. I was like, hey, you know, I got a Christmas book. Maybe we should do that instead because... She was still in school. We were kind of under a, a time crunch because she didn't graduate until May, and I thought this would be a little bit better. And it was a, a different tone of book than uh, The Covered Water Fountain. So it's basically just three short stories um, about a grandmother speaking to her grandson about all the things she loves about the holidays. So you forgot you wrote it, actually. So when you did write it, I'm assuming you had written it, like, was over a year ago? Oh, longer than that. That was probably written, let me see early 2000s probably so probably like 2005 oh wow um, yeah so it was because it's it's very different like the colored water fountain is basically like your standard story where you have you know a protagonist and a goal they're trying to reach this is just like three short stories of just retelling certain instances in life mm-hmm. uh, very different from what i write now so yeah that's it gives you an example of how busy i am but i forgot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. I love that you wrote it. Like, I I rarely see children's books divided into short stories like that. So I really loved that unique feel. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Yeah. So was it just several stories that you just wanted to tie together somehow and under the the holiday theme? Yeah, because at the time I was working on different like Christmas ideas. And they're they're all very different in, in terms of like their rhyme scheme and things, but I wanted something along those lines. And so I wrote it and just kind of like forgot it because I hadn't really gotten into the plan of making Calvin James Creates yet and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after the Colored Water Fountain, and I had laid out the next, you know, nine years of, of books. And I was like, oh, wait, Christmas Sunrise. Like, I forgot about that. And, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let, let's do that. And, and again, like because of the time crunch with my my illustrator being in school, I was like, this would be a good one just to do. It's short, it's a different format, and it'll appeal to a different audience since it's it's a much lighter affair in terms of tone than um, 
I call the water fountain. Yeah. You know, also, though, while it is, uh, while Christmas Sunrise is a holiday book, I feel like the themes reach beyond the holiday, the religious holiday, so to speak. What are some of the messages that you hope readers take away from this book? Well, just the feeling of Christmas, because I, I live in Florida, and mm. it's about the most unchristmassy place. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it never really feels like Christmas. And I, I just remember that you know, those three stories kind of illustrate like what I would feel as a kid. You know, with my family, like all those times when I was like, it was like in December, we still had school, but you think it was going to snow. So I'm like, oh, I hope it snows. And, you know, staying up Christmas night and the big thing about just being with family. So that's some of the the themes and the feelings I want readers to get. You know, I'm always stressing those five themes of Calvin James' curates of truth, kindness, friendship, love and hope. Um, and so those themes kind of permeate throughout all three stories, uh, but especially family. It's you know, there's, there's very few times during the year, especially when everyone you know, has jobs and kids, when everyone can get together. Uh, but the Christmas holidays is one of those times that people can take advantage of being together. And hopefully that's what people get a chance to do when they're reading this book. Yeah, it's funny how this one holiday, things just seem to shut down. And, and yes. it's really the only time that people have to do that. So yeah, absolutely. So do you still have family where they get snow on Christmas? Oh, yeah. I'm the only one who left the nest, so to speak. My brother, my two sisters, and my parents are all still in um, upstate New York. So, uh, you know, they're still in a place where it feels like Christmas. Yeah. Now, has your son ever seen snow? Do you go up north for Christmas? He has not seen snow yet because, you know, we were going to go up a few years ago, but then COVID hit and then the world was just kind of shut down for two years. And, oh, that's right. And, and so we, we weren't able to go. Um, we're, we're hoping not this year because... Us. I have another son coming in November. Oh. So, yeah, so we won't be going anywhere this holiday season, but hopefully next holiday uh, we'll be able to get him to see some snow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. How nice. Thank you. Yeah. Now, you know, talking a little bit about the holiday and such, was there any concern about excluding audiences outside of the faith when you were writing Christmas Sunrise? I, I didn't really think about it along those lines. I was hoping that everyone would find something to enjoy about it. Mm. Uh, because the first story, White Christmas, I know I mentioned, you know, we want a white Christmas. Um, but I think everyone can relate to, you know, looking outside and news reporters saying, we're going to get snow this evening. And you're like, all right, and you get all excited and the clouds are gray. And then the next morning you wake up and there's nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone can relate to that feeling of like, ah, oh, come on. And then the other stories are like, you know, centered around Christmas. Um, but I, I hope that, you know, everyone can get something from reading the book, even if it's not particularly about their faith, because the book's about just being with family around the holidays. In the beginning of the book, that's what I say. I like this. This book is for everyone who loves the holidays, no matter what they're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan of your work. And when I read your first book, The Colored Water Fountain, I was struck with the originality and the authenticity and just a unique feel to it. And I think you've done that again with Christmas Sunrise. It made me wonder, where do you get that creativity from? Are there any other writers or other kind of creators in your family? To what do you attribute your writing style? That's Long a good question because uh, no one else writes in my family. No one does anything really more creative. I'd have to like really sit down in depth and, and think about that. I know one thing I always try to do when I write is I try to look at things from a different perspective because at the end of the day, thousands of stories are being written every day and millions of stories have been written already. It's really hard to say something new and different. Mm. 
And the only way you really do that is if you are patient about what you're trying to write and you know yourself as best you can. Because if you don't, you'll end up just writing something that's cliched and something people have heard already. So I, I really try to take my time and sit down and, and try to think about different ways to look at different aspects of life and how to tell an original story. So that's what I try to do. Um, yeah. Well, and I feel like um, with your characters, too, that's one way to w- make it unique. Um, you know, those are your characters and, and there aren't any other characters exactly like your characters. You know, you build them right. and, you know, create them. And, you know, I Christmas sunrise, oh, the grandmother. Oh, my gosh. She just had me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like missing my grandmother when I was reading about her and, and her uh-huh. reminiscing because my grandmother was a storyteller, you know, oh, okay. oh. and she didn't write, but she was just uh-huh. a, a storyteller. And so gotcha. I just I just when I saw the grandmother, you know, in the chair reading to her grandson or talking to her grandsons, telling stories, it just really stirred up a lot of feelings for my uh-huh grandmother and so that's how you make your characters you know unique and and your own and and in turn create a unique story right yeah now you mentioned your illustrator earlier and i know you've worked with the same illustrator that you used for the colored water fountain jordan pizzuti yes how do your styles work together to bring your story to life like are you kind of in sync creatively do you tell her what you want or you just let her run with things how does that work we're very in sync. It's a balancing act because sometimes I feel like I should give her as little information as possible, just give her the story because she's very creative in her own right. And I don't want to cloud her vision because she's come up with like better ideas for the story based on what I've written mm. than if I would have said, hey, do something like this. Um, we've had some conversations after this book and, and she's actually said, hey, give me as much info as possible so she can paint a better picture. Oh. So it'll probably be a little bit different going forward. But the first two books were interesting because she was in school in Georgia and I'm in Florida. And so it was the interesting exchange of like we would talk like every couple of months and she would send me, you know, her drafts. I'm like, hey, this is good. Keep going in this direction. Um, but the next books will probably be, you know, a different style of a collaboration since now she's back in Florida. So we can have, you know, more meetings and things. But generally, I just say like, hey, do your thing. Like, I trust you. Um, mm-hmm. I've just learned over the years of working with different creative professionals that sometimes someone will will see or hear something you've done and come up with an interpretation even better than what you thought you were going to come up with Uh, you just have to be willing to um not be too attached to your ideas because sometimes someone can come up with something better yeah i imagine it's hard to kind of let go but at the same time i mean you kind of touched upon it that's her creative niche so you got to kind of let her run with it you know yeah yeah, I had a lot of training in and <laughs> not being attached with my creative <laughs> my creative projects. I had a, a really good friend named Chris Hansen's a musician I, and producer I've worked with since I've been 19 years old, and and he kind of gave me a crash course <laughs> and and just don't be attached because once you get involved with the people, it's going to change, and you have to be willing to accept other people's ideas for your work to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but you published it yourself, right? So you weren't working with someone outside as far as publishing, right? Yeah. No. Mm -mm. That's good. Because I feel like, you know, when you write a children's story, you know that you're going to have to, unless you're an illustrator yourself, you're going to have to let someone else do their creative process. 
Yes. But with a publisher, you know, often they have different story ideas and that would be a little bit harder for me to let go of, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it would because um, it, it just depends on what the publisher's idea and agenda for the book is. It could be very different from your original idea. So I'm not in that realm yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one day I will be. And I'll have to be, you know, approach that differently. But I'm, I'm enjoying my freedom right now of doing things at the end of the day my way. Yeah, yeah. Now, Christmas Sunrise is the second book in your series, and you had mm-hmm. you have a number planned, eight or nine. Can you tell us about a couple of the others, maybe, or maybe some of the topics you have planned for future books? Yeah, sure. So, the actually next year on Halloween, um, my first novel will be out, and that's called The White. Oh, um, in twenty twenty three, and that book is about this family who's on vacation in Scotland, and there's a, a viral outbreak. And they have their four-year-old son with them. So they basically have to do whatever it takes to protect their son, regardless of who they become in the process. Yeah. So it's kind of like a horror suspense book, something I've been working on for a long time. And I'm literally in the final stages of it. I'm just going through editing it right now. So that'll be the next project that comes out. And the next children's book after that is the one that pretty much universally everyone said is their favorite book. It's called River. That story is about a young boy who is striving to grow up to be more than the generations before him. Mm. Um, you know, he, he wants to have more success. You know, he wants to have a better life. And he just realizes that how hard that is depending on where you come from. And so that's people who have read that book have, have really enjoyed it. My wife read it and she cried like through the whole thing. <laughs> She's like, like, Stop writing sad books. I'm like, it's not sad. It's kind of happy at the end. Um, so that's the next one. Uh, and after that will probably be long, long time. Um, that's about a, a mother and the boy who um, the mother's going through an illness and he's just hoping that, you know, each day she holds on a little bit longer. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. I can, I can actually tell you like the first part of that story. So the first part of that story goes, um, she drove home in the pouring rain. I knocked on the window and called her name. She came in. She looked so tired. She said to me, baby, I need to rest a while. Now, I can't keep pretending that she'll be okay, but I don't want to believe what I'm trying to say. In my heart, something tells me she's losing this war. I don't know how long she'll hold on. I pray that I'm wrong, and she'll be here a long, long time. Oh, my goodness. So that story, like, after each refrain, he he keeps saying long, long time, hoping that, you know, she'll be there a long, long time. So that'll be the fourth children's book. Oh, wow. Oh, and then after that, it'll probably be the green ones. And then I'll have four left, which would be the gray clouds, gravity, the desire of your heart. I always forget one. Oh, and asleep. <laughs> and so those would be the last four. They're all written already. So that part is done. It's just a matter of picking what order they're going to come out in and getting the illustrations done. Okay. Okay. Now you've been putting out basically a book a year. Is there a method to your planning? Yeah, well, the, I'm looking out the novel now just to give Jordan and I a little bit of a break, you know, from the children's books. That is a, a heavy workload, mm-hmm. and the novel is a much less strenuous process. And since the other book, um, River, is along a similar tone as Cover Water Fountain, it's a longer children's book uh, in that style, so we need a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. And so um, River will be out May of 2024, and so we did it that way to give us more time to do that book. And there is another novel called Black Code, which I haven't decided when that one's coming out. You know, so I might shift things for that book. 
So it, I kind of go with, you know, the audience response to the book in different styles, because basically the colored water fountain, river, the gray clouds, the desire of your heart, and the green ones, they all have a similar tone mm. in terms yeah. of storytelling. And Christmas sunrise and asleep are different in that way. And so I break them up in that way as well. I think I'm forgetting one again. <laughs> I, always, I always like forget one book in my head. But I try to break up the styles as well to give the reader some variety in terms of what they're reading. Yeah, yeah. And since they're all written, I wonder if you ever get the urge to do additional books or if something comes up and you're like, oh, I need to write about that. Oh, yeah. I, I never stop writing. My wife, you know, just says, I don't know how you operate, like, because my brain is, never shuts off. Um, <laughs> you know, I have about four or five novels in my head. Like, I have a controlling idea for each one. And if the controlling idea I think is good, then I'll start doing some preliminary work on it. Mm. Um, but Black Code is the next one. That one is the most finished. I haven't written a step outline for it yet because I'm finishing up the white. Um, yeah. But as soon as the white is finished, I'll move on to Black Code. And then after my next son is born, I might want to write more children's books. I, you know, because um, I hadn't thought about that. We weren't sure if we were going to have any more kids, but he's on the way. He'll be here in a little under a month. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of sibling stories you need to create now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's so exciting. So, you know, last time we talked, I asked you if you were going to incorporate any music into your books, and you said yes, but the details were going to be a surprise. Has anything yeah. changed? Uh, yes and no. This book actually has some music incorporated with it. And so after this book is released the week after, there will be some type of musical incorporation with it. People can go to my YouTube channel, Calvin James Creates. And they can watch a reading of the book with some um, musical composition involved. Oh, how fun. Wow. That's wonderful. I love that idea. So stay tuned. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, I heard you, I thought I heard your son back there a little bit. Um, yes. How old is he now? And what does he think about your books and your writing? He, he's five years old and he really enjoys it. Like I went to his daycare last year. And I read um, The Colored Water Fountain. And I was surprised because he was just turned five. And so I'm reading to a group of four-year and five-year-olds. And The Colored Water Fountain is a long book. But they were enthralled. Like, they just sat there and listened and had tons of questions afterwards. Um, so he really he really enjoys it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I love kids that age. They're so, they're like sponges. They just absorb everything. And, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I was wondering if you would do us the honor of reading one of the stories from Christmas Sunrise. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll read the second story. I was hoping is, you'd read that one. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, One More Night. So one more night. Streets are empty. The stores are closed. A few more miles and I'll be home. The snow is still falling and I'm so cold, but I don't care anymore because I've got one more night to wait. Here's to those kids who can't fall asleep, but isn't that all of us on Christmas Eve? Hoping the Sandman will come, but even he took the night off. Oh, the sun is not doing its job because this night is way too long. The one time everyone wishes time would fly. Tonight, no one will close their eyes. Everyone will be awake because we've got one more night to wait. I love that. Oh, thank who, you. <laughs> I mean, who can't relate to that? That's beautiful. 
That's thank beautiful. You. And thank you for sharing with us. I really appreciate that. So now when does Christmas Sunrise uh, officially come out? December 1st. So that'll be the official release date. Okay. And do you have anything planned for the release? Yes. I'm actually going to be doing it at a bookstore in Cocoa, Florida. I cannot remember the name off the top of my head. I actually just found out about that yesterday. I was doing some coordination um, with the owner. And that'll be on Saturday, the first Saturday in December. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we'll, I'm sure you'll have all that information up on your website. So we'll be sure and post a link to your website with all that information. So Yes. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to add today? Not just as always. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, and I look forward to sending you the next books over the next couple of years and hoping that more and more people hear about the books. They're, they're doing well. And so I just you know appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about them and, and share them with fans. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Calvin, thank you again for joining us today and, and sharing a little bit more about yourself and your work and your upcoming stories. Yes. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Calvin James, author of Christmas Sunrise. To learn more about Calvin and his work, visit calvinjamescreates.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews on InsideScoopLive.com.